Welcome to Amazing Minds Lab podcast. I am your host, Kali Alfaro, psychologist, author, and hypnotherapist. This is a podcast where we are going to look at creating the most amazing mindset for your wellness and success. We are going to look at understanding your mind, releasing negativity, fears, limitations, and allowing you to shine. I'm going to mix psychology with neuroscience, a little bit of spirituality, and a touch of cheeky to allow you to feel amazing. So buckle up and listen up. I am so happy that you are here. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Once again, I'm so happy that you have joined me today. I'm speaking about the psychology of pain and how we relate to our bodies. And I don't know about you, but every second person that I come across is suffering from pain, from inflammation, from issues to do with their bodies. And I really want to touch on this because pain can have such a detrimental impact on our mood, on our energy systems, and the way that we engage with the world. So I want us to think about why pain exists in the first place. It's essentially an alarm system to let us know that there is something going on in the body. It's the body's way of getting attention from us. And look, there is two, there are two types of pain. There is chronic pain, which is pain that will last um, for more than 12 weeks. That is classified as chronic pain. So if you've had an injury or you just suddenly woke up with pain and you've had it for more than 12 weeks, that is classified as chronic pain. And then there is acute pain, which is anything that is less than that. So acute pain is more you've you've cut yourself and that hurts for a couple of days or you've... Um, You've woken up with a headache and, you know, that headache lasts for a couple of hours. That's acute pain. And generally, the type of relationship and the type of attitude that we have towards the pain is incredibly significant in terms of how the pain will develop, how quickly you will heal and how you respond to your body. Most people walk around day and night without giving their bodies too much thought. And I know this sounds a little bit sort of contradictory because we need our bodies um, to walk around, but people aren't genuinely connected to the body. So oftentimes the body will get your attention by signaling pain. And one of the nerdy things that I want to um, explain here, I'm so most of you know that I'm a health psychologist. I've worked a lot in pain management. And one of the things that I want you to think about, when you watch someone, for example, playing cricket and um, someone gets hit by the ball, the first thing you'll notice is that they're going to touch that place. So let's say they get hit on the chest. They're going to touch that place and then they're going to start rubbing it. And so two things occur. The moment the person gets the impact from the ball, there is a signal to the brain very, very quickly of pain. And then there is this automatic response of 
touching that area. So in chronic pain, and this is really interesting because chronic pain is what people suffer with the most, right? Pain doesn't always equal suffering. And I'll go into that a little bit later. But in chronic pain, what I want you to understand is that touch travels quicker than the pain signal. So the second that that athlete is touching the area where the impact is, they are overriding the signal of the pain. And then what happens, and I want you listeners to try this now, I want you to maybe put your hand on on your leg or on your shoulder and just start rubbing it, right? And so when you start to rub, it creates friction and that friction creates heat. And the interesting thing is that heat travels quicker than chronic pain as well. So this is a natural response from the body. It's almost like a reflex to override the perception of pain that you're experiencing in that moment in time. So this is why things like massage and heat uh, help manage pain so well because the neural pathway that is used by the touch sensation and the heat travel much, much faster speeds than the pain. So you are interrupting that, that pathway. And this is really fantastic because there are so many things that you can do to improve the way that you manage pain. So the other thing is to understand the mindset. So there are things that will open and close the gate of pain. And the mindset that you have towards this is so incredibly important because we're going to go all the way into chronic pain now. So this is pain that you have had for more than 12 weeks. And generally, what begins to happen is you may have had an injury or you may have woken up with pain that is that, you know, the origin is not clear. And what begins to happen is you might notice that, you know, if you lean to the side or you bend over, it hurts. And so that what happens is the brain stops to do, stops doing the things that make you feel pain. So its natural environment will be to move away from pain and go towards pleasure. So you stop doing that movement. By doing that, you become more afraid of that particular movement. So by becoming afraid, what begins to happen is you tense up. And the moment you become tense, you increase the pain sensation. And the reason why that happens is... Because when you are tense, oxygen can't flow through the body properly. And so if oxygen can't flow, the area of the body that is affected can't repair quickly enough. It can't repair in a way that diminishes the sensation and the perception of pain. And so a few things, it's sort of like a domino effect begins to happen. So you begin to feel that you are more in pain and you stop doing the things that may initially cause pain. This has a detrimental impact on your muscles because surely but slowly the muscles will be, some muscles will begin to shorten and the other muscles that have been used will lengthen. And so this begins to affect your posture. And when you have this combination of pain, tension, your posture, 
you begin to lose your flexibility and the mindset of fear. So all of this begins to create this monster, essentially. So people then are afraid of doing exercise. And I'm not taking any personal cases into consideration. This is purely generic. But people become afraid of exercise. People become afraid of doing certain things. And so the avoidance begins to create an even bigger problem because you're not moving as much some of the parts of the body become more stiff and so now you not only have pain because of the initial injury or whatever happened at the beginning that caused the pain but you have pain because of muscle tension you have pain because you're afraid and that secretes chemicals that make you feel that you're in survival mode You have pain because now you're stiff and you can't move properly and other parts of the body begin to compensate. So it can become a real issue and a really big cycle if you don't sort of stop and get on top of it straight away. And pain has a massive impact on your ability to sleep. It has a massive impact on your mood and on your ability to concentrate. So what begins to happen is you begin to become absorbed by the pain and most people create a really negative attitude towards their bodies. And so I often see patients saying things to me like, oh, I just hate my body. I'm always in pain and I'm always stiff and I can't do the things that I used to do. And although it's understandable, it's not helpful because it makes you stuck in that sensation. It makes you stuck in that chemical loop of tension, secreting more cortisol, making you more and more afraid, and you begin to create a really unhealthy negative relationship with your body. And so nothing good happens as a result of that, ultimately, absolutely nothing good because although I can understand and look I've gone through quite a few injuries in my lifetime and um, know what chronic pain feels like I can understand that mindset but the quicker that you can begin to interrupt that the more that you can begin to visualize and send love to that part do some breathing incorporate um, you know therapies that are associated with heat with movement, with touch, beginning to create a sense of trust in your body's ability to heal. All of this starts in your mind. So I really want to urge you that the mindset that you have towards the pain and towards your body will impact significantly on the recovery, the quality of the recovery and the speed of the recovery. Many, many, many years ago, I used to work um, as a pain management psychologist in one of the leading hospitals um, in Queensland. And you would see patients coming in with the exact same injury, right? They may have had um, a disc bulge in their spine and some people were similar build, same age, same gender, And you would notice that the people that had a really bad attitude would not get as much out of the program. It was a 10-day intensive program and their pain wouldn't diminish. And their entire life was 
was dominated by pain. Every single conversation, even like in little coffee breaks or we'd go down for a walk down by the river, every single conversation was about how the pain was ruining their lives. So they were so stuck in that, that if that is all they could ever focus on, of course there won't be any room for any healing. There won't be room for anything else to be considered in your mind. And then you had the other patients that had a really positive mindset. They wanted to learn how the gate of pain is opened and closed and what kind of things. They wanted to learn about their body, how, you know, uh, flexibility exercises increases a sense of relaxation and oxygen. And they understood that going out for a walk in nature was even better than walking on a treadmill because you're getting fresh air and your mind is distracted and observing other things. And they had a genuine sense of curiosity. And I think this is the key curiosity. How can I find a better way? to engage with my body, is there something I haven't considered yet that could potentially make a massive impact in the way that I feel within myself and within my body? These are absolutely fantastic questions to ask yourself. So those people recovered so much better and a lot of them by the end of the 10-day program felt in control And this is a massive, massive aspect to consider. If you feel in control of your situation, the way that you are going to engage with your body, with the world, is going to be from a much more calm and relaxed space. If you feel that you have absolutely no control of your body, that's when suffering comes in. Because you feel that your body is controlling you. You feel that there's absolutely nothing that you can do that will help you. And so I don't want to um, diminish anyone's level of suffering or come across as demeaning in any way, shape or form. I want to encourage you to ask yourself different questions to activate a sense of curiosity. Is there something that you haven't tried? And I hear a lot of the time, I've tried everything. Okay, you may have tried everything. But maybe we need to try changing your mindset. Maybe we need to try and forgive the incident, right? A lot of the issues that I see are workplace incidents. Maybe we need to forgive that there was a safety issue at work or that your boss made you do something. There is always a component of psychological and emotional and relationship issues associated with the pain, right? Maybe you need to forgive your body for giving in in that moment in time, right? And so it's so important to look at how can I use this as a learning opportunity to connect to my body in a more loving way? How can I learn to live with the pain? And that is such an important thing. And I'm not saying think that the pain will never go away. I'm saying befriend it. Notice that that is part of your body's excellent alarm systems and you are going to work on improving that. Oftentimes in hypnosis, we are able to decrease the level and sensation and perception of pain significantly. And when people begin to train their minds, when people begin to, and this has been research, there is a lot of neuroscience research out there indicating that when you imagine, when you visualize a part of the body 
healing. You send it love. You feel that you are creating a loving healing connection to that part of the brain and the body. The brain begins to receive this as a command and the command is to heal. The command is to create what you are visualizing. Your mindset is absolutely crucial in the management of your pain. And when you begin to visualize, what would it be like to finally go back to feeling energized, strong, fit in your body? And you begin to imagine You can smell the fresh air whilst you're walking outside. You can see yourself walking straight if you've developed, you know, bad posture. You can see yourself picking your kids up without your back hurting. Whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, I want you to visualize it. Every single time you visualize something and you activate the ability to marry intention with emotion and a really clear image, the brain loves that. The brain goes, right, I know what to do. This is a command. And we are constantly giving the brain commands. It's just automatic, automatic default and in your subconscious mind. So I'm asking you to take control of that. I'm asking you to go to your health professional and ask them to explain to you exactly what is the mechanics of your body and how you can use whatever it is that you are using in your body in a more functional way. How can you become more and more safe in your relationship to exercise? Because exercise is so fundamental to making sure that the body is mobile, it's flexible, it's strong, you are keeping it well-maintained. We look after our cars, we look after our phones, we update them, we update the software, we get rid of old photos to make room for more. We need to do this for our bodies as well. We need to absolutely have an attitude and a mentality of looking after the body all of the time, not just when it's in pain, but all of the time. And having an attitude of gratitude absolutely helps you to get there faster and in a better way. So I really would love to urge you to think about how you can begin to create a more more positive relationship with your body, how you can begin to integrate breathing exercises, visualization exercises, imagine, feel and see your body becoming stronger, fitter, more loving, more calm, or how can you begin to feel more comfortable in this magnificent machine that is our bodies? And I can guarantee that if you start to ask yourself better questions, you slowly begin to activate more and more positive outlook on the way that you are dealing with your body, your sense of control will increase. And by doing this, you will feel calmer. And people that feel more relaxed and calmer heal quicker. This has been scientifically proven. People that are more in their bodies in a calm, safe way heal quicker. And the reason behind that is because you allow yourself to go back into homeostasis, which is you're okay right here, right now. There is no threat. You're not in survival. When you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you're moody, you go, you activate your survival system. So understand that being angry at your body is only going to make the pain worse. Understand that 
being stuck in the grief for what you have lost, even if your life has significantly changed. I understand that may be incredibly challenging, but being stuck in the grief and the frustration will only make it worse. So sometimes we need to be really pragmatic. What can I actually do to move forwards? And hypnotic meditations are absolutely incredible in helping you to release the emotions that keep you stuck in that pain cycle. And when you begin to do this, and when you begin to create a better relationship with your pain, you begin to notice that you can begin to make some significant changes in different aspects of the relationship you have to your body, but also in different aspects of your life. Every single time you realize that you have more power than you thought you had, you feel more connected to that source energy that allows you to feel more empowered to move forward in a more confident and positive manner. So I hope this has given you food for thought and a couple of practical tips for you to be able to manage pain and your body better. And if you are not someone that is going through issues with pain and you know someone, share this with them because it is one of the most common issues that can be so debilitating. And when we realize how much power we have to manage our minds and our bodies, to heal, to improve and to transform, everybody benefits. So with that, I'm going to leave you for today. Thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time. The information provided in this podcast and the opinions expressed by Kali Alfaro and all guests are simply generic. They do not take any personal cases into consideration. They should not be treated as any type of substitute for psychological, medical or health conditions. This podcast is not intended to replace diagnose or treat any health condition all information provided is simply for general well-being and does not take any individual cases into consideration. Kali Alfaro takes no responsibility for any symptoms or consequences expressed as a direct or indirect result of this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.